And welcome to a brand new episode of the 60 Second Car, the uh, the podcast that covers every single moment of the entirety of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Today we're talking about episode minute episode. It's episode kind of, but minute 60. We're one hour in. Daniel, do you know what time it is? Would you mind letting me know? I, I, I don't have a watch or anything. It's, it's mother flipping diesel time. <laughs> Welcome back to the 60 second car. Um, I, I, I didn't introduce us at the beginning there. I was kind of distracted by erasing my whiteboard because I like to keep notes uh, as we do these to make sure that like it helps my editing later. Even though most of the time I'm like not accurate in some of these things. So um, I'm just going to put it on here? squiggly. I'm like, oh, we start the we start the podcast at this uh, time in the time uh, line. And then we go and then we we um, we dive really deep into the darkest timeline, of course. That's why we have facial hair. And and then, you know, that way, when I go back to the real timeline where things aren't quite as dark, but still like just as miserable, you know what I mean? It I, I get to reflect back onto what we did. Are you here. OK, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Anyway. Hi, everybody. My name is Dan. <laughs> Enjoyed as always by my co-host with the most boast, Mr. Daniel. Hello. Supreme me. Hello. How? was your week i had a busy week and some change um and some change all, all in all good i would say uh i went to one of the promised lands since we last spoke the promised I, lands you went to race wars <laughs> i took more or less uh i went to florida specifically uh theme parks in florida one of which was uh universal studios orlando um so and, you're saying at one point, uh, each of us at the same time were in the locations of the first two movies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my isn't two in Miami. I don't remember honestly. It probably is. <laughs> I don't remember and, though. And, and I think those are like very different areas of Florida. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we were both in the states wherein the first two movies took place. So. Hell, if we wanted to, we could have timed it so we were both on the ride at the same time. <laughs> we could have. We absolutely could have. <laughs> you would have just had to like get on the tram part in in LA and like really like time it out. Like, go now, go now. Like, oh, I don't have a fast pass. <laughs> could we plan for the future to do a world tour of all the locations they did Fast and the Furious movies at? Oh my god, that's gonna be so expensive. The last one alone was like nine places, including I think Antarctica or just Snow Place. Yeah, do you think it's the same place that eight took place in? That would make sense, but you know, <laughs> Snow Place, Ice Place, <laughs> Snow Place like home. Uh, yeah, so we went to Universal and um, after doing other stuff, but uh, Katie Bear and I, being the fast monsters we are, dragged my father onto the the fast and furious ride and he hated it so i need a new dad now um, <laughs> so if you want to be uh daniel's new dad please write to six second car gmail.com give us your application how good's your mustache 
that's really what it comes to. Do you want to be my dad? You have a good mustache. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, he hated the ride. He just wasn't into the whole like being surrounded by screens and a shaking van deal. And then later we went on King Kong and he's like, that was the same ride. I was like, yeah, it's pretty great though, right? Had a monkey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we went on the fast ride and the LA one has it built into a tram ride, but in Florida, it's got its own queue. It's got its own building. And while you're in line, there's a ludicrous on screen and he's telling you like, he's interacting with some poor person who's got to be there to like interact with the screen. Like she's actually part of the ride and clearly her lines are canned. She's like, Oh no, ludicrous. Here comes another group. Are these guys are also family. And of course, every time they said family, Katie bear and I echoed family, <laughs> Much to the confusion of my father and the annoyance of those around us. Uh, the ride is the same. It's kind of a mess. Uh, you're on a party bus that has to, for some reason, go through like a freeway and get away from bad guys. And are they, on the, but, are they on the? Is it the same? They're on like a bed, like a truck bed, yelling at you while you're going through the, the ride. Yeah, and and Dom comes in holding on the like landing strips of a yeah. helicopter, which is like physically impossible for like. The size of a helicopter uh-huh. but that's actually so we we have a room key that uh has the fast fears ride on it and it's just like it's that art it's it's him holding onto the helicopter as it explodes behind him but the rock's just standing there probably getting incinerated just Wait, like did Dom you stay in a universal hotel so because my dad is a veteran he gets crazy good deals on like hotels from like certain outlets and one of them is like universal so we got this really good deal in a hotel and all the cards had like universal rides on them so or properties so i think there was a grinch one there was uh, maybe i don't even spider-man because over there they still just have marvel too and then Mm. yeah so then this one has the fast thing on it and i snatched it and i said this is my key and my dad's like it's got my name on it i just stared at him for a long time and then i was like it's my key (laughs) (laughs) you guys have similar names right well if you're just tapping into a door it's not going to be like you're not the right cordova it's not it doesn't do that no it's not that fancy of a hotel but it is a you mean mean ramsey and tej didn't program something for that to work (laughs) They didn't use God's eye to let us in. Um, All right, so God's eye. <laughs> one very stupid thing I, I felt like I had to do as we were exiting the ride. Uh, they had this machine there <laughs> where you can print out your own license to race. So I did mine. <laughs> and you put in your driver name, uh, the date it's issued, which is the date it was. So this was on November uh, 17th. And then you mm-hmm. can change your, your status of your license to uh, active, revoked, or what I picked, wanted <laughs> daniel is wanted i forgot to put a surname so my driver's name is just daniel <laughs> and it's got a qr code which you scan that takes you to a universal page just about the ride is that like and... mclovin didn't mclovin not have a surname <laughs> <laughs> yes this is my mclovin like oh shit i just realized it's not valid i didn't sign the back of it, oh, it. i'm not God, legally wanted is, yet is mine signed do you sign the back of your credit cards uh i actually just got my credit card uh flagged for fraud mm. so uh my is current one is not you were in florida no weirdly um i got a text from my bank that i ignored for a while that's like are you trying to make a purchase on walmart.ca i'm like canadian walmart no and then they're like all right cool your card's been deactivated i was like oh okay thanks for that i guess so uh, actually i reviewed my other cards and they're not signed and that one wasn't either <laughs> But maybe yeah like 
for the longest time, I, there was always a thing that was like, like I was told by like people that were, I don't know, this is, this must be like an early 2000s, late 90s thing, maybe, um, where you, people would put CID on the, in that section, the signature mm -hmm. section. And then for the longest time, nobody really asked to see my ID when I used it. And then one time somebody did and I was like, I don't, I don't want them doing this anymore. I, I, I'm taking this <laughs> off. I'm just going to sign it from now on. <laughs> when I was a cashier, I, I saw that a lot. But yeah, I never asked for the ID. People just like yeah. showing, like they'd swipe their card and like lay it on the counter. And I would just like leave it on the counter because I was like, we've got I remember, this and you do it yourself. I remember when I was a cashier and we had like a policy to see ID on like credit cards, not like ATM cards, but like credit cards. And every, like almost every time I did it, it was like, you know, it, it was a hardware store in a, you know, somewhat upscale town, I guess. Um, every time I asked and I looked, they would they would thank me. Did you ever get that? They were like, oh, thank you for checking my ID. We didn't check IDs for any cards, but we did for checks. And uh, yeah, yeah. It w no one liked it. Everyone was pissed. They're like, my information's on the car on the check. I was like, yeah, but we have to make sure it's current. And they usually get mad because people have checks for years and years and years and don't update that shit. So they would be like, well, it has to match. Sorry. So then they get mad at us. I, well, first of all, it's always been a photo ID that would confirm your identity. So them being pissed about that is weird. But also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember taking checks. Do people still write checks at stores? At store, actually, because we're like wife, we're like several steps removed, even from when you and I were doing it. So, Katie Banner and I actually were just talking about a very specific version of check writing. Uh, so, we both grew up with our our parents in the military, and as such, like I don't know if you've ever been on like an, a base where people can go and like where they generally just like live. Uh, they have commissary and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So the yes, the commissary. Uh, so as you walk into a commissary and they might still have them, there's a spot off to the right, just inside the door where people start their checks. So mm. they put their name, they sign it, they, you know, where they're spending it, memo, all that stuff. All they need to do at that point when they get the register is put in the like total. So you walk around with a signed blank check while you grocery shop. And for some reason, that saves 12 seconds. That is so crucial that everyone has to do it. So, but we remember growing up with our parents would always stop us as we're going in to go fill out their checks. Um, that's like the last time I saw a lot of checks. Now, at a store, I don't know. I mean, I haven't cashiered in a long time, but even then, I think we got a check twice a week. Uh, yeah. I would say in the last, like, I don't know several years of memory i think i remember one check being written in front of me and i i for some reason i i don't really it didn't really bother me but you can and maybe it's in maybe it's a los angeles thing too people were visibly angry that this person was writing a check and taking up some time <laughs> i was like it's gonna take an extra minute sure but what the heck <laughs> what is going on here <laughs> so we might actually kind of be, so i have not received a check in a long time our mm. apartment has an app where you can pay everything, yeah. but they recently started charging as a fee to pay via their own app. So we're like, that's dumb. It's your app. It should swallow the cost of that because yeah. it shouldn't be on us. But 
if we write a check, we don't have to pay that fee. So we're making our landlord do the work of cashing what our check. What the heck? Yeah. Oh my god. So that we write and Chuck, we write twelve checks a year, and it, they're spite checks. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, having to pay rent in money orders. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and my roommates would. I'd get the money order. I'd go to like Rite Aid or something, get the money order. But my roommates would pay me in cash. I didn't have the cash. So I would take partial cash and the rest on like a credit card or debit card and pay the person at Rite Aid in this like three different, you know, currency, not not currencies, but three different payment methods to then get two different, uh, uh, money orders because they maxed out at like 500 bucks or something because <laughs> i and our, our rent there was like a thousand at that point or something like that and we had to, i had to get two different money orders one was like 500 and one was the rest um and then had to walk home because it was like i don't know a quarter mile away i didn't have my quarter my my 10 second car my 60 second car um so I had to walk home basically with a thousand dollars of cash in my pocket because as soon as because like that's kind of how money orders work is it's a check but it's worth just directly that cash it's not like you can just cancel the check um, or cancel the money order that is so I'd walk home with that much money in my pocket and then have to walk another block because my landlord didn't live in our apartment complex he lived in a different one that was just a couple streets over um, and then drop that through his. Uh, through his his door his mailbox and i was so irritated by the whole ordeal it was that took me you know upwards of like an hour hour 15 to pay rent every month <laughs> was this the preferred method or is this just like this it was is the only option okay wow like the, I, I was like i have checks can i write you a check he's like no it has to be money order because maybe he had a past it was an older guy uh, maybe he had a past of having people bounce checks on him and he didn't want to deal with that. But, like, that's just the cost of doing business because, like, 90% of the time they're not going to bounce. So what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, but, yeah, that that is that is for... I know there are people that are in their early 20s slash maybe younger that listen to this podcast. You have no idea what we're talking about, and that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Now everything. Now I can just tap my phone at a ATM machine, ATM, whatever, a credit, a card reader machine, and uh, everything's paid for. So, you know, it's just the the world, the world we live in. That's what I. That's what I was saying about like several times removed. Because like now we have chips, which was the next step after swiping cards, and then we had tap. You can now tap it, and you can then do it. Now it's three times removed. I guess you can use your phone to just tap there too. And well, so you can I was, do your your Apple Watch. I see people do that, and that seems weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's like uh, it's it's one like it's one of those things where people have been so worried about security and people stealing money and stealing their credit cards and all this stuff for so long, and now likely people just come up and tap your phone if they wanted to, right? Or tap your watch or whatever it might be and grab something I think something about off that, of that all the time. Do Whenever you? I'm at like a, an event where there's like a shitload of people, like a festival or a concert or something, I just imagine that somebody could just walk around with some little thing and just like, you know, like gently like raise people's butts or purses or whatever and just like somehow get all their credit information and then just like, you know, 
Yeah. Because you have to the distance to pay for something, you have to activate it on your phone. But at the same time, it still has that technology there. So anybody with like any type of technological prowess could probably crack that. Maybe. <laughs> well, like you have to activate it on your phone. You don't turn your card on. Your your debit right. card or credit card's just like there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, even if it like declines like a payment or whatever, you still have that probably have the information. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. We sound old right now, I think. Do we sound old? Yeah, of course. We always sound old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> we are talking about a series that is uh, 22 years old now. <laughs> so yeah, should we talk that. about our near classic movie now? <laughs> near classic. What is classic? 25? Uh, that's the classic rock's 25 years old. I'm applying the same rules because. I'm a classic rock guy also. I, I think I mentioned that to Katie. Like classic rock is 25 years old now. And I think she I think she referenced immediately, oh, so Sublime is classic rock now? And I'm like, why is that the first thing that came to your mind? You don't even listen to Sublime. <laughs> so I found it interesting that, that she came up with that very quickly. Well, like anything in like 98 would be classic rock, but Sublime is a weird pull. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... It never really occurred to me that I liked old music until like Pearl Jam got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which their whole thing is 25 years since the first release. So you have to be a classic rock band. But yeah, Green Day's in there now. And oh, God, really? Yeah, they got in like right away, too. Uh, they got in. Doesn't matter. So we have, we have, so these are the hits in 1998. Oh, Pretty God. Fly for a White Guy, <laughs> Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls. Closing like Time by Semisonic. Uh, Inside Out by Eve Six. I don't think I know that song. Yeah, Given to Fly by Pearl Jam. Uh, Got You Where I Want You, The Flies. Uh, I don't know that song at all. I don't know these. I don't know a lot of these. One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Hey, One Week been. Since You Looked at Me. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else we got? Oh, Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Intergalactic, Planetary, right. Planetary, Intergalactic? Mm-hmm, 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 exactly without you from van halen but that van halen was like they started as classic rock in my head <laughs> for some reason <laughs> they came out of the studio 25 years old yeah, like them exactly. and springsteen were just old from the start uh-huh sugar from system of down uh never there by cake uh, oh man system being eligible is really weird yeah it is smash mouth is eligible well, I mean, uh, Raging the Machine got in the Hall of Fame this year. Oh yeah, there you go. But that they've been eligible for like five years or something. Mm-hmm. That means, uh, you know, that means uh, Audio Slaves right behind them. Then, uh, yeah, probably like five or six more years since that first album. Audio, or, yeah. So, one. yeah. Well, I think Sound <laughs> Soundgarden is not in, but they're eligible. Oh, Audio Slave came out the same year that this movie came out, two thousand one. Well, that seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we're old. So then, yeah, we were, <laughs> we were uh, basically teenagers um, when this movie came out. Almost teenagers. I was almost a teenager. Um, and then 1998, yeah, I was, a, you know, not a toddler anymore, but I was a child. I was, I was, I was, uh, is, is not, that a Britney Spears old. song? Not, not yet a child, not a toddler, <laughs> <laughs> not yet a child, not quite a toddler. Yes, is that Britney Spears? I guess it is. I think so. I have no idea. Um, 
<laughs> Speaking of uh, children and babies and stuff, uh, weirdly, it's the data, yeah, it's the data yeah. episode. We're here, sixty at minute minute sixty fifty nine oh oh. Um, we have made it to cha cha cha. Ooh la la, yeah. Uh, so we're coming into like the whole thing about how the gang came together. Sorry, the team came together. The team, it's not a gang. And one of my first notes on this minute is Jordana Brewster looks so young in this in this oh, yeah. scene. And for the stuff they went up talking about, it kind of makes it a little, even weirder. But like, looks like an actual baby. <laughs> oh yeah, she's incredibly young, and like. And Paul Walker is, he's got a kind of a baby face, but yeah. he looks very much like an adult. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, he does. <laughs> he looks like an adult and, and yeah, she doesn't. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if this was a common hairstyle in 2001, but this is a hairstyle that like I would have seen like, you know, my little sister wear when she was a child. <laughs> so like... I've... I, for some reason, thought you were talking about Paul Walker's hair. No. So when you said your little sister with Paul Walker's hair, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wavy and beach beach guy-like. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like uncooked ramen. Yes, quite. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the heck? Where'd you, that's where, not where, my... Where, <laughs> that's not original thought. I've, I've seen it memed somewhere, uh, specifically Justin Timberlake, but yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Uncooked ramen. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> uh, look at that. Look at that uncooked ramen. Uh, that's good. That's good. Um, we have this. This movie's just. I'm gonna be honest. Just full of candles. There's so many candles. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just candles, dude. You don't really recognize it until you really slow it down like this, minute by minute. But there's so many the, gosh dang candles in this movie. This, the stuff we we clock is so interesting for us. I'm like, we're zeroing on appliances, candles, of course. But I, I mean, mean this, you know. this is like it's been coined the, the most in-depth movie review that you can get by analyzing it one minute at a time. <laughs> So, I mean, candles here make sense. Candles yeah. in the the Toretto flop house, absolutely not. Well, during a party, right? Like, yeah. sure, you can put that's some candles. That's a hazard. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know, man. And considering that they are essentially pretty young, you think that... Also, how who Who this young has that many candles? You know, Katie Bear might have. We uh really? when we moved in together. She was twenty two or twenty three, and she came with a box of candles, like a, a large box of candles that we still have, and we've not gotten through that box. We have a lot more candles <laughs> since then, so I could see her. <laughs> yeah, but those are used for seances and sacrificing of people, right? Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah all her yeah. witchcraft stuff. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but like whenever I see a lot of candles, I either think church or witchcraft stuff. Not far I, off, I, either one. I don't, so. I don't really think. I don't really think just living. We have candles. It's not like we don't have candles, but we have like one in the living room, maybe two, and then like two in the bathrooms, and that's it. I have three within reach. I'm just realizing. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have any here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I don't know. I don't mind a candle smell, but like if it if it takes over the room, I'm like I don't want it anymore. Get it away. It's done. I'm done. 
<laughs> it's too much you, often. You're tossing it out the window instead of just opening the window? Uh, yeah, yeah. Still lit. Oh, good. I, yeah. I've seen where you live. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still lit. You know, you got to keep it lit, fam. I think you're using this right, yeah. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Uh, okay, can, you're going to have to help me out here. I don't remember everything they talk about in this, in this, at this table. I just remember so, the team thing. I, I wrote down what they talk about because it's like Mia, or yeah, she's saying it's a whole lot of history behind how the team came together, but really it's not. Um, Vince and Dom grew up together. There's mm-hmm. some history for you, I guess, because they mentioned third third grade or something early in the movie. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, Letty pretty lived down the street and was a gear, a car kid since she was like 10 years old. Uh, and then she turned 16 and that got Dom's attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line before that is uh, Dom always had her attention. Then she turned 16 and he's like, then Dom got her attention. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> There's like a weird 16 cutoff consent thing, which then, you know, adds to my theory that Mia's underage in this movie. Well, right, right. Like, talk, they talk about being 16, and she's roughly 19? <laughs> uh, IRL, she's 19. Uh, actual age of character, unsure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this is just a me thing. This uh, still you have right now, he's enjoying a cup of coffee. It's 10 mm-hmm. o'clock when they're on their date. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess if you're up for a date at 10 o'clock, but coffee seems like a weird choice still. Yeah. I, so that's, that's always been, I mean, that just in general, that's been a thing for me. It's like coffee after dinner is so common, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, by the time you're finished with dinner, let's say at the earliest, it's still like 6 PM. Like at, at the very earliest, it's like six. I'm, I'm, I'm up all night if I'm having coffee at six. That's that's it's crazy, but people have it all the time, and it's just a thing. I learned on my trip with my with my dad and Katie Barrett. Well, I've known this from, about my dad forever, but he's a coffee all day guy, and it doesn't. He like needs it to wake up, but he doesn't need it to stay awake. So he'll he'll chug a cup at like eight p.m. and then be asleep at eight thirty. Hmm. It doesn't it doesn't like wake him up in the middle of the night. He's just like. I need it to wake up. And then after that, it's just, it becomes the water of the day. <laughs> so this might be a, a move he does, but I, I don't think I, so. I, I clock it. I was like, oh, I can't. Nope. I got yeah. zoomies all night. He is drinking it out of like one of my favorite mugs though, which is just a cheap white uh, mm-hmm. ceramic mug. Give me that. Sit at a diner, cheap food, or maybe even just like crappy food, whatever. I'm happy. I'm into it. Um, yeah, this still right. By the way, his what's going on with his face here? <laughs> I think this is when he says the line about then she turned sixteen and then had Dom's yeah, attention. <laughs> I think so. It's just that's just such a goofy <laughs> smile. <laughs> that's definitely gonna be that's our thumbnail for the for that. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, they start talking about that, and then is there? I don't remember where we end here i don't remember what the last line is does he do the whole like um is this where he talks about how how being friends with your brother is just a bonus is that this no that's the next next minute okay this one ends with her just being like then jesse and leon just showed up right right and that's your backstory and bish bosh bash that's the that's the team 
And then, you know, this is the look that tells us that uh, that uh, Brian and uh, Mir will be together forever. Which you don't notice in the next... You, you'll never know in the next two movies, right? Mm-hmm. Does it... Oh, I guess in the... Well, yeah, not the next two movies. Not even the... Until, like, the end of the movie after that. Do they really, like, get together, you know? Yeah, four feels like they're near each other, but... So four, they they essentially recreate this scene in four because um, in four, they're looking for Dom and they and then the FBI picks her or the LAPD or one of them picks her up. I think it's the FBI because they go back to his to, to Brian's office and uh, Brian sees her in like the interrogation room or the waiting room or whatever and just goes and like walks her out. She's like, "Oh, I got to I got to take her in for questioning into the other room." And then just walks her out. And then they sit at a diner and essentially have the most awkward conversation as you could imagine. And uh, that's where she drops the line, uh, "Maybe you're the maybe you're the uh bad guy pretending to be the good guy." And then, Whoa. And then the rest of, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she saw this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie happens and then I think I think she finally like uh, forgives him for a bunch of stuff because they go to like save Dom or something like that. Anyway, the fourth movie's weird. Um, it, it's it has a lot to do with like this. It, the, it's the fourth movie, and they're finally reconciling what happens in this movie, which is which is many many years later. So in like real life timeline, and maybe cinema has changed enough to where that wasn't as shocking back then. But if they were to do something like that now, I think people would be so confused because they would have forgotten what happened or just pissed that they didn't reconcile that years ago. Well, I think a a franchise that does that to a degree or did that to a degree was like the first, I guess, three waves of Marvel shit. Yeah. They would just like introduce people who you haven't seen in a long time and you're expected just to know what their deal is. But they but like these ones, they spell it out for you a little better. Yeah. But that's kind of my point is like even in the Marvel movies. You saw like a, like a, a solution to the problem in like two, three years, maybe the, the amount of years between, let me, let's look it up. Between the fast and the furious is 2001 and then fast and furious is, uh, okay. No, don't give me the series. Give me the movie. Uh, fast and furious 2009. So eight years later. Okay. I don't think I like that. That's I guess that's the only point I'm trying to make is like in the because then I was thinking the Marvel Universe as well. But like in the MCU, you kind of got a uh, a resolution of like a, an issue or a problem with between two people and like at tops at tops four years at the most like four years mm-hmm. now or back then it, it took them it took them eight years to get <laughs> to get uh, Brian and Mia back together, which is crazy. But also, yeah, I guess there's there's always the chance that that's due to the fact that nobody thought the series was going to go anywhere until maybe the third movie kind of. But then if you start thinking about the story timeline, which always gets us into trouble, how yeah. long in the world is four after two? Cause three is after fuck seven. <laughs> three is after something like that. Yeah. Well, no, it was after seven and then, and then they changed that again or something like that. Because it was supposed to be after seven because Han was still alive, uh, because he dies in Tokyo Drift, 
But then they retconned that again to where he didn't actually die in a later movie, like eight or nine or something like that. I think it was nine. I think we've had this exact conversation. So forgive us, <laughs> listeners and viewers. But I, in the credits of Seven, he dies. And it's like that he dies. It explains how he died in three, really, really, quote unquote. But he didn't die. But then in nine, which I no nine yeah i which i just watched on a plane uh-huh. is when it's revealed that mr nobody staged everything so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he's watching the car exp- he's watching himself get shot in the face yeah or whatever yeah oh well, he it like explodes i think the car explodes or something but yeah it was a gunshot, it, but yeah was it a gunshot it might have been i know and that explosion. letty gets shot in the face in the same exact like position and pose so there's there's all that which who knows how did she survive i don't know <laughs> all you need is dom to go up there and like wave his hand over wherever she was shot oh my and, god uh, that's how she that survived. is that is some he did some real batman shit in that movie <laughs> he, he looked because like so it was four when they decided to change the whole thing the the second movie that dominic toretto really is in is when he gets powers <laughs> and it just kind of comes out of nowhere <laughs> i've been trying to clock potential seeds that we could like extrapolate that he got his powers from in this movie we haven't really seen him do anything no. in a while but like this movie's so normal yep <laughs> it's so normal i mean he, he barely gets wrecked in a car at the end of this movie and is all is all torn up <laughs> that's where it starts yeah yeah maybe maybe he died maybe he died in, in oh. some some weird ghost of the uh toretto family car like revived him with like superpowers or something like that what if dom was dead but brian was alive <laughs> and this is all like projections of somebody else what if this is all like in um jesse's head <laughs> okay <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> that is crazy but but you bring up a very interesting perspective like from now on, we'll never see Brian in third person. So maybe the whole time we're watching the movies from Brian's first person perspective. We're watching him see everything happen on the news while he's staying home with the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's home with the kids. Oh my God. There is like a um, uh, Instagram has been feeding me some like uh, mashups of it, it probably comes from like four or five different movies um of what if type things like what if brian was still alive this is how he would enter the series again and stuff like that and they cut like you know some some freeway scenes from two some like freeway scenes from four and then like the pulling up scene from i don't know five or, uh, it must have been later so like seven or eight um but he's also got like the, it also cuts to like uh probably scenes with like jason statham with the baby carrier in the back of the car and it's got he's like he's just he's swinging the kids around corners <laughs> driving fast down the freeway <laughs> and then it's him pulling up into the into the driveway it's like that's how brian would come back into the series i'm like why are we doing this this is not okay i feel like we're bastardizing his life or his death right now it's so weird <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the amount of conversations I've had about the fact that he's still alive and uh, in the movies, but being dead in real life is just bizarre. <sighs> okay, anyway, uh, we we end on this we end on this frame here. 
I don't know what the last thing that's said in this minute. Do you know? I think it's just about Jesse Leon showing up because I have a line. The next line I have in the next minute I've written down. So okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the next minute we jump into uh, still here at the table. So uh, because of that, we're gonna we're gonna cut this episode right here. You'll see the next episode in a couple of days. Once again, thank you so much for watching uh, and listening and reviewing and commenting and you know just like staring into one of our eyes i don't know which one you've chosen uh but that is your homework for now so uh when you're watching this these videos and watching these podcasts choose one of our eyes one 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 of our sets of eyes <laughs> no, not a singular eye uh choose one and you have to stare into it for the full episode and then comment and, and tell me if you succeeded uh if you didn't well try again next episode uh now he's sucking the soul out of your body uh, <laughs> no i froze um, again yeah right um with that being said thank you all so much for for being around and uh we'll see you all next time family, family. family.